0: So, you really want to know what women do, say and think the way that we do, huh? Well, fasten in your seatbelts and let's get... She said what? Started with your host, Alan Newman Jr.,
1: Happy Wednesday, happy hump day to all the listeners out there. Of course, this is your host, Alan Newman Jr., for another exciting episode of She Said What. And for those who are either their first time listening today or you're listening to a replay of the episode, let me give you a rundown about what this show is all about. She Said What is geared to help bridge the gap in communication between men and women. So this platform is for our uh, female guests to come in and tell us how, how it really is Raw and rugged from their perspective. Um, Before I introduce my lovely guest of the hour, I want to remind everybody we are currently running a promo special on ads and commercials through the month of October. You can inquire on more information by sending your email to ads at he said what um, network.com. You can also subscribe to the network's YouTube channel by searching he said what uh, network. You can also follow us on Instagram at he said what network and also my Instagram page at Newman underscore junior underscore two point. Oh, Now, without further ado, um, when I introduce my guests for those who would like to be a part of the show and to give their comments or questions, you can dial 515-602-9647. Once again, that's 515-602-9647 to give us your opinion or your take on tonight's uh, show. And tonight's topic is Relationships, deal, Dealing with Rejection with my lovely, lovely guest, Dana. Hey, Dana, welcome to the show. How are you doing on tonight?
0: Hey, thanks so much. I'm doing fabulously well, and I'm excited to be here.
1: Awesome, awesome. I'm excited that I'll be here on the show as well. Of course, you know, this is always an interesting conversation when we talk about how we deal with rejection and who doesn't deal with rejection and who's better at dealing with rejection and, of course, I feel like it's always a split decision. The guys are always saying that women can't handle rejection. And men are women are always saying women. Um, I'm sorry, not rejection, heartbreak. I apologize. How to handle heartbreak. Um, and it's a very interesting topic because men feel like women can't handle it. Women feel like men cannot handle it. Of course, I'm going to go shooting right off the hip, Dana. Who do you feel like is better when it comes to dealing with heartbreak, men or women, and why? <laughs>
2: Well, I think uh, I think for men, uh, a lot of times um, the way that they express themselves with their feelings is with their romantic partners. So I think it's a little bit harder for men because women, you know, we have our sister circles, we have our friends that we can like process it to, And I feel like men are sometimes kind of like stuck at it on their own. So I think I think we have it a little easier on that one.
1: Mm, okay, so, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. So you're saying it's more because of the sisterhood that women have. It helps them deal with heartbreak um, better than yeah, men. Yeah,
2: I think so. I think so, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, then for, for me, since I am definitely um, one of the brotherhood, what do you think we as men should probably do? Should we work on bridging that gap with each other? Because I know not all men are going to be open about their heartbreak. You're like, you're really going to have to be somebody special or real close um confidant for right. them to even be willing to venture that far out. So what do you think steps need to be taken for us to actually get to that point?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And I think that's actually something that's important for all the different steps and cycles of the relationship process, right? Um, if you are, like, strong in yourself and you have a good support network, then you're going to be um, a little bit more dateable and <laughs> better at, at relationships, mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I think it's, um, it's something that's kind of, at least in North America, been kind of culturally kind of more difficult for guys. Um, and so that's something to start all the time is like, you know, how can you have, um, you know, more truthful, kind of heart to heart conversations with your, with your guy friends? Um, and include them in the process, you know, even when there's maybe a crush or, um, in the in
1: the early phases of it, that's that's true, and I think it's very interesting because I feel like it's the way we're raised, and like you said, with the way our culture is, um, it's not really normalized to have that set brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's weird because with men, and I know the guys are probably laughing, the women are probably agree. With men, we normalize our brotherhood for certain things. For example, right. if we if we if we go ahead and we tap that one girl that we've been talking about, we're gonna to talk to all of our homeboys about the fact that we did that. Um, <laughs> if we sat there and <laughs> if we sat there and completed a task that no one thought, yeah, we're gonna sit there and dra- brag about that. But as soon as we deal with the fact that yo this girl broke up with me or this girl out there and devastated my heart i'm not about to sit here and have that conversation with my homeboys so it's it's really interesting we we normalize certain aspects of brotherhood and then we don't normalize certain aspects of brotherhood because we're cool if we're talking about how many women we done slept with and who we done tagged and yeah i got that shorty over there and yeah i got this shorty over here but then if it's like bruh how you really feel because this is what happened it's like pulling teeth with men, especially if they've not been put in an environment where it's normalized to actually talk about your heartbreak and actually explain it so that you can deal with it. so It's, it's very interesting. Um, I don't know if you've probably seen that. I know I've seen that trend a lot um, when it comes to um, heart, uh, heartbreak. We, we tend not to talk about everything um, when it comes to that emotional aspect of our lives.
2: Well, I mean, you mentioned rejection, actually, and I know that that was like a slip up, but it goes together, right? It's kind of like, you know, we have these, um, you know, I think women are are able to turn to each other when we have celebrations and when we have, you know, the, the swampiness, you know, we're like, let's have mm-hmm. a, you know, bitch fest with the wine and the whatever. And I think it's, <laughs> it's not as like, you know, not as normal or not as normalized for guys to kind of do that. And it is kind of this rejection part where it's like, however the heartbreak comes, somebody, you know, somebody was rejected. And potentially both people were rejected, really. It's like, I want to break up with you. Well, fine, you know, I'm breaking up with you. Like, so now everyone's hurt. Everyone's rejected. Everyone's, like, curled up into themselves. And then it's like, who are the safe people to talk to? Um you know, and you don't want to like add an an extra layer of rejection to it by having your homeboy say, you know, like oh, like and add to that, add to the feeling. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a little bit of fear mm-hmm. that happens.
1: Exactly. So so then let me put it on the flip side because we are asking um, fellas that you dial in um, with your questions or comments. Um, please do. You can call us at five one five six zero two ninety six forty seven and press the number one. When it comes to, because we're dealing with grown men when it comes to this aspect, right? So what would you tell one of your closest, closest homeboys, if they actually, they're like, hey, data, look, like, I know I need to get better at communicating how I feel, how I handle heartbreak or anything, what advice would you give me on how to be able to handle that, how to be more open to it, especially if it's a guy who has never been shown how to do it properly? What would you tell us? Um, that we should do to actually be better in that area? Well, you
2: know, it's, like, start small. Like, start with something a little bit, like, you know, maybe easier. Like, maybe, you know, a disappointment, like, at work or something like that. You know, be Mm -hmm. able to kind of start to build trust with your friend so that when you come with, like, the big breakup story, um, it's not, like, the first time you know that you're having um, a conversation about something a little bit more serious Uh,
1: now now when it comes to when we're dealing with the whole heartbreak um, have you ever been in a situation where you knew you broke a a guy's heart with how you had to let him go or anything like that How, how did that experience happen or did he even show signs that his heart was broken over you guys splitting up? Because, you know, today's generation, everyone wants to be a no limit soldier. So, like, did they show <laughs> anything that gave away that they were dealing with it, or did they just was like, you know what, whatever, it is what it is?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, a lot of times um, there's like a – a part of, like, non-acceptance, you know, it's, like, where, at least that's been my experience, where it's, like, you know, I set my boundary, like, this is, you know, this is not working for me anymore, or whatever, and, and then there's, like, this next step of pushback, you know, of, like, um, oh, let me make it up to you, or, uh, you know, or they'll, like, call me next week, and I'm, like, Oh, you didn't? Did you not hear me? Did you not get it? Like, and so there's like this layer of like, um, not accepting it for what it is, and like, how can we how can we fix this or how can we make this like back on? So I that that I don't I think is pretty common at least um, in my experience um, that layer of like, wait a minute, this doesn't have to be the way it is. Let me you know see what else I can do Um, and then you know sometimes I do see that they're you know that they're like hurting or that they're that they and they don't have a lot of people to turn to Um, and uh, yeah I think it's like developing that network of of friends that you can just say hey you know what I'm I'm like having a hard day like let's just let's hang out we don't even if it's not to like talk about all the details just to kind of not necessarily have to be in that you know um uh ha- happy place all the time
1: okay true true now do you do you think dana when you when we look at how we handle heartbreak as a society do you think the way we're raised up and not even necessarily with our parents just the way as we go through the stages of life Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think that sets the precedent on how we as men handle heartbreak? Um, Because, of course, the majority of the time we're raised up off the notion you suck it up, it is what it is, you keep pushing, you're a man, you're supposed to be a manly man, this shouldn't hurt your feelings, and you keep moving. But do you feel like that is starting to have a negative connotation? Because one thing I notice a lot of people do is, they carry baggage after baggage after baggage into Mm -hmm. each relationship without Mm -hmm. addressing it. And I've seen personally with myself, especially when I was younger, and other um, friends of mine who when you've never been taught adequately how to handle heartbreak, it can be detrimental on how you interact with the next person. Um, Do you you feel like we as a society does not create that kind of a safe space for our men and young boys mm-hmm. if we be honest mm-hmm. to actually deal with reject um rejection uh heartbreak. Do we have a part where we're like, yo, you know what? Hey guy, how do you feel about this happen? Susan did this, how do you feel? What is mm-hmm. what are you thinking when you think about this? Do we even offer men and young men that safe space or do we kinda just turn a blind eye to it?
2: Yeah, that's it that's exactly I think that's exactly it. It's like you know, the appropriate cultural norm is like to go get wasted or go have a couple beers mm-hmm. and, you know, drink it off and not really, like you said, and then just bring it on into your next relationship and not ever sit with it, deal with it, look at it, reflect on it. Um, there's probably some lessons there, right? Like that's, you know, mm-hmm. relationships, that's all it is, is, like, is holding up a mirror. Um, and so, yeah, having that time, having that time to process, um, you know, maybe having someone to process it with, um, yeah. And being able to, um, yeah, make it, um, yeah. Normalize the fact that everybody has emotions and, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the details of, of what happened, that there's, you know, some layers of feelings deep inside underneath that, that, um, you know, are healthy to explore and to feel. And then, you know, only from that place can you really move ahead.
1: True, true, very true, very true. Now, in your, in your experience, Dana, um, do you think there is a method that's better than some other methods when it comes to dealing with heartbreak, or do you just believe it's just based on that individual? Because like you said, some people, especially for men, their method is to get drunk. Um, other people, their method is I'm about to collect as many bodies as I can to get over the one body that I lost. Um, then there's there's other people that they're like, I'm going to be real mature about it. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to breathe deep. I'm going to look at what made this relationship not work so I can be a better Mm -hmm. person for the next person. Um, then you have other people who just like literally get out of a heartbreak and jump into the very next relationship and are on go with it. So, um, have, has there been a specific method that you've used that worked for you or that you've seen people <laughs> I've use used that i all work? of them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like those are like the default ones for everybody to use. i um, all of those. <laughs> which one for you would you have said actually did the least amount of damage but helped you heal the most?
2: You know, I think it's also like – you know age and maturity plays into all this stuff too and it's like when i was in my 20s like yeah i would i would, I would get tr- drunk and hook up you know and that was like yeah. that was the way and now i'm in my 30s i'm in my late 30s and um mm-hmm. you know the way that i um deal with it is is i sit back i meditate i journal i mm-hmm. i get the pull out the lessons i pull out the gems And I'm like, yes, like, this is what I learned from this This is how I can do better for the next person and for myself, you know, for myself and for that other person. Um, And so, uh, you know, uh, yeah, all of them are available and, you know, it can be a process for people and it could be, you know, it could be a, there could be a hybrid, you know. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: you know like very, if you feel the true. urge like you know if that's what you've always done and, and you know um, you've never really uh, been real with yourself with your emotions and your coping mechanism is to escape and to numb out go ahead and then give your time you know like if that's what you need to do or that's what you think you need to do that's fine And let yourself have that time to feel it without the substances or without the other people.
1: So oh, that's true. That's very true. So I kind of want to piggyback off of that, but also the part where we were talking about the brotherhood when it comes to men um, for this topic. And for those who are just tuning in, we are talking about relationships, dealing with heartbreak. Um, Have you ever had to be that friend? to be that shoulder to lean on? Or have you ever had to be the friend that be like, yo, I know you're trying to be deal with this by yourself, but I'm going to sit here with you to help you go get through it? Because I feel like when we grow up, no one tells mm-hmm. us about heartbreak. There's no manual our parents give us about how to handle when Jody decides that she doesn't like you no more, what to do when mm-hmm. Tony decides he doesn't want you no more. It's one of those like, hey, get out there, figure it out. And literally our figure out is pushing all the wrong buttons to figure it out. <laughs> and everyone else is just looking on the outside like, oh, I can't believe he did that. Oh, I can't believe he mm-hmm. made that decision. I want not have did that. And then you're just like, so why did you not come and tell me not to take that route? So have you ever mm-hmm. found yourself in a spot where you had to do that to help navigate a friend through heartbreak? Or have you ever had someone who had to do that for you? And if so, how did you handle it? Um, were you receptive to it? Was it one of those things I really didn't like you impeding on what I was dealing with? Because sometimes we like to hold our traumas inside and not have anybody try and rectify it. We kind of like to feel that pain of what happened.
2: Hey, if if, 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 if you have a I, – I think the whole thing is, like, being able to feel the pain so then you move on. It's when mm-hmm. we, like, numb it out forever and don't ever feel it that it – it kind of like gets bigger. Um yeah, I I I think that's actually a beautiful idea of like, you know, if you know that if you know you have a friend that recently went through a breakup to like just how nice to send like send that little text like, "Hey, you know, I know it might be hard for you right now, like I'm here. I'm here for you. It's it's if, if you need anything." Um and yeah, I have been there for I have been there for people for sure. And you know, um, for, for my girlfriends and for my guy friends, absolutely. Like, um, and there's, um, certain friends that I kind of tolerate, uh, the information from better than others, right? If, if, if it's like, if the person is coming with a lot of, like, uh, blame and pity, right self pity and like why me and like this blame story is a little bit harder to listen to them and support them as a friend if versus when they come from a you know this is how I'm feeling this is what this will happen this is how i'm feeling and um and you know it's it's not cool or whatever so um you know it. It's like, yeah, how do we create this safe space and how do you not, like, get dumped on as a friend, right, when you're, Mm -hmm. like, trying Mm -hmm. to do something cool and do something nice for your friend and then your friend's just, like, dumping all their emotional baggage on you and then you're like, well, that wasn't Mm -hmm. fun. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, how can you, you know, what's what's the best way to really do that? It's like, hey, maybe it's like you're, you're going to have dinner with a friend you're like, Hey, I know you're going through a breakup break, you know, right now, why don't we spend the next 10 minutes? And I'm like fully present for you to share about that. And then maybe we can move on to a different topic, you know? So it's like not, you know, avoiding the elephant in the room, you know, if it just happened and pretending everything's fine, giving it a little bit of space, but not letting it dominate the whole thing. Then you're like, well, I don't want to hang out with, you know, that person anymore.
0: True, so I think it's true, create true. you know
2: it's it, a lot of this stuff about creating boundaries but it's also like how do you create a boundary in the conversation with your friend while they're grieving, upset, heartbreak, you know, rejected, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you, and you mentioned something uh, something else that that made me think about it. It's like heartbreak brings up like so many Core wounds for people, right? Whether it's like mm-hmm. abandonment issues or fear mm-hmm. of not being lovable or fear of like not being worthy, it's like it's deep stuff. So it, it's like no matter what your like kind of core wounding is, if you have that, um, heartbreak like usually kind of gets in there <laughs> to one of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm.
2: And and so it's like, you know, how do you, uh, in general, like, how do you do your life? Like, when you feel, uh, like, not good enough or this kind of, like, this feeling of, like, the void, you know, do you try to fill it with, like, food or people or alcohol or substances? Or do you kind of, like, just let it be there and learn to breathe into it and, like, learn to accept
1: it? Exactly, like, oh, man, because this topic, like, I'm literally sitting here while you're talking, and I'm just thinking about, like, this topic has so many layers that can probably take yeah. more than just two or three hours to talk about it because there's so many different layers to it. Um, I can use myself for an example. Um, When I have dealt with heartbreak, I have, so I have a very, when people meet me, I have a very open personality. I, I'm one of them bubbly guys, mm-hmm. always talk, but I'm one of those, heart, heartbreak hits me. Alan becomes a recluse because now I'm trying to figure out what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? Um, Was it this? Was it that? I'm one of those I tend to, which isn't always good. I tend to Mm -hmm. self-reflect on exactly what happened and not just take it as, well, both sides had them made a mistake to have it. I've always been like, well, I must have did something to make this relationship go left. It's no way they did it. It's just me. Um, until, like, one time my dad had to have a conversation with me, and this is why I think it's very important for us as men to have a key male figure in our lives,
0: mm-hmm. um, he literally
1: sat me down, and he was like, yo, Jr., you have to understand, like, in relationships, not everything is going to be your fault. Yes, as yeah. men, we tend to just take it and move on, but he said even if you take it and move on, you need to understand when you're by yourself, if you gave 120% into that relationship and it did not work out, you did not do anything wrong. All you need to do is work to be better. So the next relationship you're in, you're able to apply what you learned from this one to make that relationship be better. So with me, I've learned to kind of introspect what probably made the relationship go sour and just work on that for my for my sake of peace for the next relationship. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. also for me personally, I've always been against the whole you break up with somebody and you instantly hook up with the next person, even if it's for a couple of days. Because in my brain, I've always been like, you haven't figured out what happened the first time. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, so it's really, really interesting seeing how people jump in from relationship to relationship, trauma to trauma, um, and how they try and fix that.
2: Yeah, and I think it's also about, um, like, judgment, right? It's like a lot of times with a breakup, we feel like, the words we use even is like oh the relationship failed right it's like it ended it's uh, it broke right it's like uh, it, it, instead of just like wow we had like two amazing years together and now we're not going to do that anymore like mm-hmm. you know it uh, celebrate like the 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 time you know the time that was possible versus like you know oh failure or like So it's a lot harder to deal with, like, failure and rejection, these, like, kind of doom and gloom things um, versus changing your perspective and being like, oh, that was, like, that was really amazing. Like, I'm so, like, glad that that I got to spend time with that person and, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of change the way that we look at endings of things. Or even a job, you know? Like a exactly. job and, and, it's, and it's like, cool. I made like a hundred thousand dollars over the last ten years. <laughs> like that was amazing, right? It's like.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure the list is like, yeah. I've never had, I've never had that positive thought with so I think it's funny because, you are right, though. Because there are some people. Like I have seen some people go go out of a relationship, and they they mutually split. And, like, neither party had anything negative to say about each other. Like, they hang out. They're like, yeah, we're actually really good friends. We just realized that relationship wasn't meant to go that direction. But, still, they're in my life. Um, I'm in their life, and we're making it work. And I've seen other people look like, huh? Like, no. Because I, I see a lot of people that are like, yeah, if you break up with me, everything has to go. I'm scrubbing you off of social media. We're never talking again. All of this, All of this stuff. And then sometimes I've been like, whoa, I feel like that's overkill. Because um, I just, matter of fact, I was just with some friends and they were like, yo, how many people still have their ex on social media? And, like, I had to think about it. And I was like, I actually don't normally allow exes to even make it onto my page. But one mm-hmm. particular ex, she like, bombarded, she, like, bombarded her way onto my page. She tagged me on <laughs> everything when we, when we were dating. So, like, that, that was like a whole assault on my whole bubble. Um, So, like, I thought, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I have this one ex that I do have pictures on my social media, but the pictures are so old I don't feel like taking the time to go back and look for them in order to delete them. But then I have female friends that are like, man, you better go on there and delete them pictures. And I'm just like, why? And they're just like, because you don't need that memory of them there, or if you're dating, nobody wants to see them. And I'm just like, it's just interesting how we want to scrub everything off whether it's good or bad um, when it comes to past relationships. And I've always felt like it's interesting when people go that route. I'm just like, eh, that's a little too much work. Um, but for some people, it's not. Some people will try and get rid of every negative connotation that they have with that person. And then sometimes the negative actually can help you be, be better. Um, and sometimes it can make you be worse. But I, I know we live and learn based on what we deal with with um, relationships. Um, and before we cut to our break, um, um, at 8.30. Um, for our final question, um, Dana, before we cut the break, have you ever had an instance where your heart was broken and you could not communicate that um, to somebody or to that initial person? Were you able to communicate it to them, or did you just sit there and let it fall to the wayside and just did your thing compared to the Dana of now and the Dana in from her 20s? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy that's i don't i don't that's a,
2: that's a that's a big question there um you know <laughs> it, it, whoa, I mean what you're saying it reminds me of a song actually it's like this song that actually's been playing in my head lately by Ani defranco. It's like once my lover, now my friend, what a cruel thing to pretend and oh. i I don't know i I kind of like you know I think it's like I think the people you're talking about that split and stay friends and all that I think that's really healthy I think that's a really really healthy way to be and I I would love to get to a point in my life where that's how my endings are you know it's like and I think how we end things is how we set up the new beginnings and that hasn't been my experience you know I, I actually just went through a breakup and I'm in that I'm in that phase now where I'm like shit do I need to delete them? Can I mute them? You know, like, uh, like what do I, you know? So I'm, we're still connected on social media, and it, it's a little weird. Like, I don't really like when there's stuff pops up in my feed. Like, I don't really want to see it right now. I'm still, like, a little bit tender, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm not trying to block them. I'm not deleting them. It's not like that. But, but are we, like, it, are we really going to be friends? Like, I don't really see... What we're gonna be friends about?
1: <laughs> I, I get I get that aspect of it. That makes sense, though. I, I get that. I won't I won't beat you over the head for that. I, I definitely get that. I can understand that. I think I'm friends with. I'm real good friends with one ex. Um, and that's about it. The rest of it, I'm just like, eh. If that if their picture pops over my feed, I'm like, okay. I'm like not that like, if they post something, I may like it or something like that, and that's pretty much it. It's one of those, like, out of sight, out of mind for me. But I can get it where, like, Mm -hmm. when it's a fresh breakup, I ain't trying to see your face, because I'm probably wishing everything negative about you to happen to you, which is not good. So, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and mute you, so I don't have to see you.
2: Not even that. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, this weird thing of, like, you know, you can see, like, who saw your stories, and it's like, you know, uh, it's like, oh, are they watching me? I don't know. It's like, it, it, it's just this weird era of like, you know, you can see everything that people are doing all the time. And, um, uh, you know, I think for for me right now, it's, it's like uh, I'm happy to stay friends with, this, with them and I want to mute their stories for like 30 days.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. I can't even fault you for that. I can't even fault you for that, Dana. Um, so for those who are just tuning in, we're actually getting ready to go to our commercial break. Um, come back in Um, And we're going to finish the conclusion of this topic with my guest, Dana. We are talking about relationships dealing with heartbreak here on She Said What. Talk to you in a bit.
0: been another one quite like you, baby, i like do anything to keep you around, baby, and what they say I do, none of it is true, living life with you, baby, I just want to be everything you need, Would you trust in me, and promise me you'll never leave, girl, just know that I got you, but if we gon' stick it through, I need to know.
3: Begins with support by people of color. Introducing Melanin People. Melanin People is a new, innovative new social media platform for people of color from all around the world. It's a place for us to interact, showcase our talents, express our passions, share our cultures, and do business both locally and internationally. Download the Melanin People mobile app now. Connecting people of color. What's up? This one, Mike, from Simply Sports, and you're tuned in to the He Said What? Radio Network.
1: Welcome, 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 welcome back to She Said What. I am your host, Alan M. Newman, Jr., and I am here with my guest, Dana, as we talk about relationships dealing with heartbreak. Before we start, I just, I've just i had some people message and ask, the song that you heard was called Confused by our very own juan he was on he said what on last night um i feel like that was the perfect song for tonight dana confusion being <laughs> confused when we're talking about heartbreak so i felt like that was the perfect song for this um this has been an excellent topic um just talking about how men handle heartbreak compared to women handling heartbreak uh, now dana when we when we discuss further into heartbreak we know there's like a thin line from heartbreak into rejection um, do you feel like they are similar in nature or do you feel like they are the um, they're on the same coin but two different sides when you talk about rejection and when you talk about heartbreak? Because I feel like no, sometimes they, people do not know the difference.
2: I think they definitely go together. I, I, I think that's part of what... I think the rejection piece is, is part of what makes heartbreak so difficult. You know, mm-hmm. there's some no matter whether you're the one doing it or or having it done to you or it's mutual or whatever, there's a, there's a, there's some kind of rejection there and there's, um, and there's a change, you know, people change is hard for people. Um, I think that rejection is part of the heartbreak, like heartbreak so many things, right? It's like, um, yeah, lo- feeling lonely, feeling uh maybe unwanted, feeling abandoned. Uh rejection could be part of that. So I think heartbreak is like a little bit more encompassing, a little bit bigger and, and rejection's kind of one piece of it. So yeah, there could be a break, heartbreak or a breakup that happens where uh rejection is less of a of a thing in it, but um mm-hmm. I think there's usually a little piece there
1: here and there with it which makes sense um for those who just tuned in i went straight to the topic i'm sorry um if you want to call in you can dial 515-602-9647 and press the number one and we can bring you online so you can discuss this topic with us or ask your questions and or comments as well um now dan so of course you said you had just um recently um are single and stuff Have, have you had are there times while you're single do you have flashbacks of what you could have done better or are you just like, you know what, that's all on him? You know, some people we internalize and they're like, that's on them. They lost a good thing. It's their loss and you keep moving. Or are you more like, do you reflect on yourself and be like, what did you do wrong? Um, or are you just like, whatever, it is what it is when, when it comes to dealing with heartbreak for you, when it's, when it's fresh. <laughs>
2: I try to think about like, what can I do better? yeah, yeah I, I I try not to dwell on like oh like woe is me you know I fucked up or I, you know this happened or whatever it's more like what can I learn what happened what can I learn from it what are the golden nuggets of wisdom you know what can I what are the lessons here and how can I um be stronger in these areas for the you know for the future um So yeah, it's like you know certain, um, uh, you know, well, a specific thing for me that I know is is important for me um, in dating is is having the safer sex conversation. That's something Mm, that no matter what, like that's something that I need to like be brave and bring it up and have that conversation. That that's something that I know and that I've learned that is is super important for um for my trust mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. once the trust you know once the trust starts developing then i'm like more available for other things so mm-hmm. um yeah that that that's something that 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 helps um you know it's like our whole culture is so um put on these stories that we see like on Disney and whatever, and they're so built <laughs> on yes. this concept of codependency, right it's it, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the Disney stories, a lot of the stuff is like, oh, you know, it's like this one person is out there, and it's one perfect match, and it's, then it's going to be forever, and even the the song you just played, that it's actually really nice. But there was, like, mm-hmm. some words in there, like, these thoughts of, like, always and never. It's so dramatic, you know, and it puts mm-hmm. us in this space of, like, oh, that's it. It's over. Like, you know, <laughs> that chance is gone. It's, like, there's so many people. Like, I live in New York City. There's 12 million people here. You know, um, it, it, I think it's, like, kind of if we can change our mindset from this always and never, like, forever and whatever, it, it, it's like what if you know what if we can just enjoy the company of someone for however much time they're
1: available for for us live, you know live whether, in the moment
2: yeah whether it's a one week or ten years or whatever like however long um, that that yeah just appreciate that moment and then that moment passes and then it shifts to something else and it's easier said than done but it's it's kind of like letting go of some of these concepts that we're like oh there's this one person out there? Or is there, like, somebody that's willing to work on a relationship with you right now, you know, and that's what's working best?
1: And it's funny that you say that. Um, And, fellas, if you're listening, definitely please call in at 515-602-9647 or if you're screaming on our He Said What network, just type in your question or comment. But it's very interesting because I wonder – for those who live in the moment, is that a triggering effect for people who don't? Because if you don't <laughs> live in, your, in the moment – because if I'm like, yo, I'm here to live in the moment – everyone feels like that's a red flag. Oh my God, that means he's not thinking about us in the future because he's just worried about right now. And I need him to think about, it. I mean, can I be his wife? Can I be her husband? Can I have kids? Can we do this? Can I have a bigger And the person's just like, no, nah, i just want to live in the moment and enjoy you right now. And people are like, yeah, that's lazy. That's a red flag. Like I think in society it's so interesting that people don't acknowledge living in the moment because they feel like they may be looked at as not taking it Theories when they're like, I'm just living for the now, I'm not worried about the future, even though they're probably worried about the future, they just don't want to deal with it at that moment. <laughs> you brought a lot, you
2: brought up a lot right there.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 yeah. So how do we, okay, let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah, so I think... Right. There's there's being there's actually living in the moment and being present and just enjoying what is. And that's you know that's really how uh, I I'd like to live my life. And and uh, you know do I get trapped in these thoughts of of you know what's next and things like that? Of course I do. Um, and is it an avoidance tactic of like? maybe knowing, having a knowing that you don't want to marry this person, but you're not really willing to have that conversation right now because it's working out for now. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's, there's dating with hooks, you know, and, and this is something that, um, you know, uh, well, you know, I'll own it for the women. It's like, we, you know, we've been trained to do this uh, where it's like, how can we like how uh, how beautiful could it be if we can all just date without hooks but the hooks is like you know oh you want to take me out tonight okay well that means you know it there we need to have drinks next tuesday right it's like these hooks of like okay this that's fine but what about this other thing what about marriage what about kids what about all these other things or ideas and concepts that I think that I want and need and like but you know we're not even there yet so yeah I mean yeah I I mean it's a big question it's a big question do we how do we live for today and also make sure that you know we're going to have what we want for tomorrow and um and how you know how can we just be in the moment with the person that we're sharing that moment with <laughs> and not be so mm-hmm. stressed out about you know ten months from now on the wedding day or something I,
1: exactly and i and I like that, and um actually, we're gonna hold that thought really, Dana. We actually have a guest on the line who wants to come on um r g welcome to she said what my brother. How are you doing? Hello,
3: sir. I am doing <laughs> excellent, Thank you for asking. Hello, ma'am. How are you this fine evening? <laughs> Hi. I am the residential troublemaker. I feel uh, like he's troublemaker. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. I knew it. He's up to Sister Jadigan's with the way he came through with that intro.
3: No, no, no. Actually, I was just um, commenting on, on spontaneity. Actually, I am um kind of one of those guys where I like to live in a moment, but I will tell you from a person who's lived that way, it's actually a harder way to live in some respects mm-hmm. because you're always trying to keep things fresh. And sometimes that's hard to do, you know what I mean? Especially the older you get and the more you live life with a person. Oh, man, the spontaneity can be either the best thing ever or like the mating call for your early grave because it can be stressful trying to be spontaneity and still be like an adult and raise kids and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. not a cut and dry as, oh, let's just live in a moment and if we break up today, cool, if not, not, you know. So it's mm-hmm. it's layers to this, you know what I mean? I think people who live with with a spontaneity actually think about you more because they want to keep it fresh where everything feels new all the time, at least from
1: my perspective. Got you, got you. Well then, RG, question, have, have you ever been in a situation where like you realized living in the moment was being more detrimental for the relationship that you were pursuing at that time, or did you did you ever really have that kind of problem?
3: All the time. That's why I can tell you the pick up calls in the, the um, actual crime course. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> like um, I just use, i use like the bills, right? Like when you're young, mm-hmm. you're 20 years old. Oh man, I'll just pay my car insurance like next week. We are gonna go to Vegas this week. Forty five year old girl's mm-hmm. like, uh, nah, I might get into a fender bender. I need that mm-hmm. thing ASAP. We're gonna have to put this spontaneity on hold until I pay my car, car insurance. You know, so yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it, the metrics kind of move. So you know, what I mean, I tried it when I first got married. and I was like, oh, this is never gonna work out. Let me uh, dial this down a bit. So <laughs> I tried it. Yeah, 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 like have to tone it down.
2: We're always kind of balancing how to feel free and safe, right? And and that kind of changes right. as we get older. And I I think, I think what what with the spontaneity, I don't know. I think it's a little bit different than living in the moment or being in flow. You know, I think mm-hmm. if you're in flow and you're in the moment, you're just kind of going with what is. And and it it, it sounds like with this spontaneity piece, it's mm-hmm. almost like a little bit of self pressure. That, you're, that you might be creating for yourself to keep it fresh. So you're actually doing it out of fear of, of the future or worry about the future versus no, necessarily I, being in the I don't the, worry the about flow. the
3: future per se. I'm just one of those people where I realize when I'm living in a moment with someone, I don't want to leave that moment. So what am I going to do mm-hmm. to preserve what we have here right now? I don't never, if I really care or love you, I don't want that feeling to ever go away. So what does it take for me to keep that going
1: to mm-hmm. the best of my ability? Because
3: mm-hmm. so sometimes it just don't work out, and then you just got the idea. But, you know, for me, it's like, yo, all right, this is the way I feel about you, and I want to grow on this, and I want this to be the vibe for, mm-hmm. hell, 18 years, 15 minutes. But whatever that time frame is, this is where I want the vibe to be, and how do I do my part to keep it going?
1: That that helps them, you know, narrow it down a bit. Okay, okay. I I rock with that. I can rock with both both perspectives. Actually, that's actually a unique perspective. And I hadn't even thought about it, RG. Well,
3: every once in a while, I actually make some sense instead of calling it havoc on your shoulder. <laughs> every once in a while.
1: <laughs> your dialogue is always appreciated, RG. You know that. <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, that's about it, that, folks. Uh, I just wanted
1: to chime in and say great show. And, um, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, RG. Thank you, thank you, thank you. appreciate the support is all ablaze. That is my great, great friend, RG. Also, he has a show for those who um, listen from time to time on Mondays called Simply Sports with one bike, RG, and Simply Bree, and that's at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and ends at 9.30, and that is every Monday. Um Awesome, awesome take. Uh, before I uh, cut them to the floor so that uh, Dana can tell you guys about any upcoming projects she has, um, I have one final question um, when we're talking about dealing with heartbreak. Um, when it comes to heartbreak, Dana, how do you think that would work when it comes to a, a poly lifestyle? Like, A, would you be open to a poly lifestyle? And do do you believe you can be in a poly lifestyle and run the risk of possibly dealing with heartbreak in the relationship?
2: I love this question. Yes, I'm I'm all about <laughs> I'm all about being open and poly. <laughs>
0: okay. And, okay. And, okay.
2: And you know what? This is this is like a whole nother show, right? But like,
0: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. um, I feel like this is something that's popular right now, and it, it kind of makes me annoyed. Um you know that there was someone that i met recently that was like um on their on their dating profile they said that they were ethically non-monogamous and then when i asked them if they had like a primary partner or a secondary partner they they didn't know what i was talking about and i'm like what do you mean you're ethically non-monogamous like that they're, they're like i don't think i could have multiple partners like it's hard enough having one and i'm like what
1: are you talking i'm like what oh you like know it's like, poly okay
2: Right? Yeah, and it's like, oh, but I'm, I, uh, you know, because it's cool, like because all the kids are saying it. I'm Polly too, and it's like, no, 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 no. So, um, you know, I, I've, uh, I've tried to be Polly in quite a number of of my relationships for about the past ten years, actually, and it's a, it's a, it's okay. a, it's a, pro- a work in progress. You know, it's, um, you know, it, it's like. It's, um, relationships are, can be challenging, and so having multiple relationships can be even more challenging. So, you know, it's like you got to kind of, like, um, uh, get in there and, and look, like, it's really, I think, about, it's all about just really good communication. It's really, really the foundation of all of it. Like, if you, if, you know, you want to have, um you want to have multiple partners, you really need to have fierce communication, like where there's just super, super transparency happening so that everyone can feel safe. And that's, and if they don't, then it's, it's not going to work out. And, um, you know, there's, there's, um, some language around, around Polly that I really like, which is like opening and closing and safety and freedom and and it can and I really believe that these can all kind of be weaved together where there might be times in your life where I don't know, you're in a relationship with someone, let's say that are your primary partner, if you're in a poly relationship and like they're you know, some someone significant in their life died. Maybe like at that moment they they need a little bit more from you and th- they might be requesting a little bit more security. and and you might have a little bit less freedom in that moment, right? It's like uh, it could feel like betrayal if they're at home crying and grieving and you're, like, out on a date with somebody else. So it's like how do you balance um, the emotional needs and physical needs and spiritual needs of you and the other person and the other people involved. Um, But I think those terms kind of are are helpful that – you know, if someone's like struggling and they're like, you know what, this week I just need a little bit more security and maybe next week we can like have a little bit more freedom. And like, it's just kind of like this, always this like moving amoeba that's like flowing together based on what's happening and you know, how everyone's doing. Um, There might be times when like it's feels really strong, and it feels really good, and that is a time when there could be more freedom and, like, more time to explore multiple partners and things like that.
1: Awesome, awesome, Dan. It's, it's true, and it's funny. Someone actually just met, um, left a message and said um, people are looking at poly the way people nowadays, everybody wants to be vegan. Everybody wants to be vegan, so you start <laughs> talking about stuff that vegan is supposed to talk about, and everyone is looking like they're kind of lost and don't know what's going on.
3: <laughs> so,
1: uh, I think I think it's a perfect it's a perfect analogy. Um, also, uh, Dana, uh, before we um, give you the floor, um, on Instagram under um, Simply Bree. Uh, so for those who are listening, last Wednesday um, we did an after show after show. Um, if you go to her page, underscore Simply Bree underscore, she's going to go live today. Um, we would love for you to be a guest on there. It's going to be like for a good thirty minutes to recap the show. Um and that'll be on Instagram. So if you're interested, Dana, definitely um look for Brie on um Instagram um about nine about nine oh five um to go live and continue to discuss this actually. Um and then without further ado, I'm going to give the floor to Dana so she can give us about her how we can follow her, any any um endeavor she has going on so that we can continue to support her. Um floor's yours, Dana.
2: Oh, awesome, thanks. Well, yeah, I'm on I'm on all the things. I'm on Twitter at Dana K. Humphrey. I'm on Instagram at Dana K. Humphrey. You can also find me on Facebook at Dana Humphrey. And um, you can check out my website. It's DanaHumphrey.com. And um, those should be all the ways you can find me. You can also find me on LinkedIn. um, And, um, yeah, I'd love to connect.
1: Perfect, perfect. Thank you, Dana. So, like I said, if you definitely have the time, uh, uh, join us on Instagram um, and at 915 to join Simply Breathe to have uh, further dialogue about the show. Uh, for those who have listened today, I appreciate your fo- support as always. I just want to remind you all we are continuing running a special promo on ads and commercials through the month of October. You can inquire on more information by sending your email to info at com. You can also follow us on YouTube. By searching He said what network. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at He Said What Network and my page, Newman underscore Junior underscore 2.0 um, also you can go back to the blogtalkradio.com backslash he said what and download the episode in case you miss anything or find us on all music platforms such as iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, and Apple Music, just to name a few. Also, I want to remind you guys, this Sunday, it's Let's Connect with P's Intuition at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mondays, of course, it's Simply Sports with One Mike, RG, and Simply Bree. That is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Tuesday, it is our lovely Bree, as she does her He Said What, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. It is always an amazing show to tune in. I definitely do recommend you tuning in. And then, of course, everyone knows on Wednesdays, Yours truly, Alan M. Newman Jr., and that is for She Said What. And actually, next week is going to be a really, really good topic. We are talking about lifestyle, love, and marriage. Once again, that is next Wednesday on She Said What. Also, I just want to remind you once again, for those who tuned in after the show last week on Instagram, we did the after show, after show, which basically talks about and recaps the previous conversation from today's show. That will be at 915. You can follow um, Bree at underscore simply Brie underscore in order to go live and be a part of that. Looking forward to see you guys over there. Once again, have an amazing Tuesday. Be great. Be confident. Be consistent. Be committed in everything that you do today, and we will talk to you on next Wednesday. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for supporting the He Said What Radio Network. Please be sure to check out the website where you can find more of our shows on sports coverage, music showcases, and entertainment. Are you interested in giveaways? Sign up today to receive special members-only giveaways by visiting www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com now.